0: Welcome back to DQP Does, the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network movie review show, where we don't get onto derelict chips. That's a rule that we made a long time ago, I think. Um, yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, with me this evening is my co-host, Dave. Hey, it's Dave. Dave is my co-host. It's just me and Dave today. Yeah, the Dave and Shane show. Dave and Shane show. Uh, We are continuing the spoopy season. Spoop! opc season, my favorite um last week we did in the mouth of madness this week we are doing event horizon i just had an ad pop up over all of the information that i needed. it was pretty cool um you forgot what movie <laughs> no it was just like uh fuck what year come out um but we watched event horizon came out in 1997 rated r most r. definitely yep. uh it's an hour and 36 minutes long um. The, the tagline is Infinite space, infinite terror. Bum bum buh. bum. Bum bum So, uh, basically a rescue crew, another dopey ass rescue crew. Uh, <laughs> There's always dopey rescue crews. Yeah, know? man. They hear a fucking signal in space and they're like, let's go save them! Let's do that. Don't do that. Don't do that, man. It's always Don't. aliens or hell. Um or alien hell <laughs> or alien hell. Um so the, they they uh the people on Earth get this signal from a ship they thought they had lost 7 years before. The event, the horizon. event horizon. Um and it was a prototype ship built to travel uh, by bending space-time with a singularity, um, basically like a black hole. Yeah, um, if you've watched, uh, <laughs> this is like the best part of of Love and Thunder. Boo, Love and Thunder. Boo. It was okay. <laughs> uh, boo. Um, not as bad as Moon Knight though. Boo. What's Moon Knight? Never heard of it. <laughs> boo. Um. <laughs> When, when when Natalie Portman is like talking about the Einstein Rosenbridge and she's like, Yeah. Have you ever seen Event Horizon? Oh yeah, yeah, forgot, yeah. She explains it the same way that Sam Neill explains it in this. Oh shit, she does. Yeah, she does. Yeah. It's it's I was like, that is fucking awesome. And it doesn't merit talking about it because that movie sucked. Um this one doesn't. Uh I like this I like this one. movie. My too. first time seeing it. Um but yeah, so uh, they get a signal from space that they, the from this ship that's been gone. Uh, they had sent it out to Neptune? By Neptune? I think. I think it was uh, Neptune. And, uh, which is like what they considered a safe distance to basically make a black hole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, still not safe distance, I don't think, guys. But whatever. Anyway, uh, so then the they, uh, they disappeared, and they just thought it had, you know, gone away, and the official story was that it had failed and blown up, and everybody died. So, uh, Sam Neill plays, uh, Doctor something. Weir? Doctor Weir, yeah. Uh, just Weir. They all just have their last names. Um, on IMDb. I'm pretty sure some of them said their first names, but I'm not sure. Mr. Justin. That's all I remember. Yeah. So, uh, Weir was the was one of the people that designed and built the ship, and they take him along, and they don't know what's going on until they get out there uh Weir is already freaking out because and you don't know why exactly, but he's having like hallucinations and like nightmares about his uh dead wife, yeah, but you don't even know she's dead until you find out what happened much later, yeah, yeah. you' just like, he, oh, he's like missing somebody, not sure why or how what happened. Um, but, uh, so they go into space and they go out to Neptune and then he tells them what they're there for. And they're like, that's bullshit. That ship blew up. And he tells them the truth. And then they're like, so it's just been gone for seven years. There ain't nobody living there anymore. Like they're all dead. Like, why are we here? And like part of their mission was also to like try and retrieve anything on the ship that was worth saving. Right. Um, so they find the ship. And it's like in seemingly perfect condition from the outside, uh, but everything's shut off. And they're yeah. like, "Uh oh, that's that's interesting." And they're also like reading, like the whole ship reads as like a life form. Yeah, which they're like that's fucking weird. That that's not ominous at all. Ships aren't people. Ships aren't people. Um, I don't know what this is. This has got to be anomalous. Some broken ass reading. This isn't real. Um. Should have just left. Should have just left right there.
1: I would have like the Peace. ship's alive. I'm out
0: with the sound of music. <laughs> the sound of screaming. <laughs> the sound of screaming. Yes. Um, it turns out if you're inside a spaceship in space, you they can hear you scream. Inside they're screaming. Yeah, inside they're screaming. Um, Which would have been a terrible tagline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why we don't. We aren't involved in the in the industry at all. <laughs> Spaceships
1: inside, they're screaming.
0: <laughs> uh, so they get there, and like you know, immediately stuff is going wrong. Like they get in there, and like they're dipshits, and they grab onto the ante- antenna array for some reason because they're dipshits. They're like, yeah, whatever, fuck it, grab it. It's fine. Um. So if, you know, somehow they got stuck on that ship, they wouldn't be able to send any signals out or talk to anybody. Foreshadowing. Um, no, no, it's fine. So they get on the ship and like, they don't find anybody alive. There's a couple creepy parts. Uh, like, um, Lawrence Fishburne plays the captain. He's Miller. Uh, and, um, the captain of the, uh, Lewis and Clark. Yeah. Uh, the, the, say the rescue ship and um he like like gets like tapped on the shoulder by like a floating uh disarmed arm yeah. like fucking Jurassic Park only in space. Um Jurassic space. Jurassic space, yeah. Uh what was that game? Dino Crisis. Dino Crisis? Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> um but uh some creepy stuff starts happening but not a lot. Uh and then um uh, Mr. Justin goes to check on the, uh, um, the drive, you know, the core of the ship that powers the ship. And, uh, it just like activates. He like walks in the room and it like just activates. And he's like, yeah. Oh, that's weird. What's this like black circle in front of me? And he touches it and then he gets yanked into it. So then they go after, they try to stop him from getting yanked into it. He's like, got a, a, a carabiner with a cable, like a tow hook on him. And, uh, this fucking ad keeps coming up. It's driving me nuts. <laughs> uh But, uh, they, they get him out, and he's comatose, basically. He's catatonic. Um, and he's like that for a little bit. And they're like, what the fuck? How'd that happen? And, um, Cooper's the one that saw it. And, uh, He's like he tells them what happened, and Weir's like, no, nah, that's not possible. No, nah, that can't uh, happen. We nobody activated the drive, so you know nothing could have happened. So then they're like, what the fuck is going on? And he explains more about the ship, and they're like, uh, okay, that's not dangerous at all. Um, and when that happened, like it fucks up the Lewis and Clark. Yeah, uh, and they can't go back on the Lewis and Clark yet because it basically depressurized, and they had to evacuate whoever was on. The uh, Lewis and Clark into the Event Horizon. Which is the name of the movie. Yes. Um, they say the name of the movie a lot. A lot. They said the thing. <laughs> they said the thing multiple times. <laughs> um, so it keeps going and like creepy shit keeps happening. And like they're running out of oxygen uh, because the ship has just been sitting derelict for like a long time. Yeah. Um, and like people keep seeing shit uh weir keeps seeing his dead wife you find out that she committed suicide because he was out in space working on ships for so long and she got sad and killed herself because her husband didn't care enough to be there for her so he feels super guilty about it but then like he starts hallucinating her like without eyes and like talking to him yeah and being like uh. Oh. I have such wonderful things to show you. Favorite movie? (laughs) No, she says that. Wait, does she? She says it. Did I miss that? Because I would have popped. That's when she's like holding him to her chest or to her stomach when she's like after he sees her commit suicide. Yeah. And then she like walks up behind him, like wet and like uh, topless, eyeless, (laughs) and saying weird shit. Yeah, because that's why I was like, dude, it's about hell. She says, I have such wonderful things to show you. It's literally Hellraiser in space.
1: Yeah, mainly.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's other, it's like other stuff too. Because you had
1: met, I had not seen that show, seen this movie yet. Yeah. And you had said that on the, one of our group chats. Yeah. And when I first watched the movie, I'm like, I don't know. I don't see any Cenobites. And then towards the end, I'm like, oh, okay. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um it, it
0: keeps going, like cre- creepy shit keeps happening. Um Weir ends up like turning into the devil uh and like they he blows up the um the Lewis and Clark with uh the uh with Smith, who was their like mechanic guy. Um he was inside the Lewis and Clark, so then they can't get away. They've gotta try and figure out what the hell they're gonna do. Um there's like a lot of the crew is already dead. Like, uh, Justin, uh, dies pretty early. Um, uh, Peters keeps seeing her son who has like some kind of disability. Uh, he can't walk and she like left him behind on earth and she was supposed to have custody. She's like, split with her ex-husband and yeah. the father of the child. Uh, she was supposed to have custody over Christmas, but she's gonna miss Christmas. So, like, they had, like, they explained, like, she she's, like, been up, been out of shape about it. And, uh, she keeps seeing him. And, like, first she sees him, like, his legs are, like, dying and stuff, and she's freaking out. And then, like, somebody comes up, and she's like, oh, what the fuck? Um, but then she sees him, like, running around, and it, like, the the fake child like leads her to her death. She's like walking towards him and he's like smiling at her. And then she just like walks off a fucking, uh, a ledge and falls down into where the core is and splatters. Um, uh, who else? Cooper lives and Stark lives. Spoilers. Uh yeah. DJ gets uh like dissected and uh fucking hung up like Hellraiser. Yep. Um I mean, that's basically the whole crew. Uh Weird dies, but then he doesn't. He becomes uh, their pinhead basically. Yeah, he he like is working on being pinhead and then uh he sort of gets defeated and like gets sucked out into space. And then he just, like, reappears out of the fucking core when Miller's trying to... So, they have, like, this big, long hallway in between the core and the, like, uh, living quarters and bridge and shit. And they had already set it up, like, if the core, like, got out of control and was gonna, like, do something. Like, if it was gonna activate or, like, blow up or something, they could blow this hallway and it would jettison the just rest of the ship. yeah. And basically make it into a lifeboat. And uh so you know, foreshadowing that that's they're gonna have to do that. Um and that's one of those charges is what Weir uses to blow up the Lewis and Clark. Um so Miller goes to do that and he gets he does it wrong. Cause when you have a thing that you have to arm a bunch of bombs and then come back, you start on the last one. Right, and work your way back towards where you're supposed to be going. You don't start with number 1 and then work your way to number 8 and then have to run back through all of them, especially when the ship is haunted and trying to kill you. Yep. You go to the last one and you start doing it and you run towards where you're supposed to go, okay? You got to think, guys. Got to think ahead. Got to think. Stop looking at the camera. There's it's not no on. There's no camera. <laughs> <laughs> uh but he does it wrong so he like starts at 1 and he goes to the to to the core end and when he's at the core end like shit gets crazy this guy that uh he let die on a ship that he was on previously um i mean he couldn't have done anything but he felt guilty about it yeah uh and um he keeps popping up he that's the hallucination he keeps having and he pops up and like shoots fire out of his fucking hands cuz he died in a fire yeah uh and he jumps through the the closing iris of the uh, the core room. And then he fights Weir again. And Weir beats his ass, but he ends up using the detonator and blows up the, the hallway and separates the two parts of the ship. So they can escape. So that uh, Stark and Cooper can escape. They end up getting in the pods, in like stasis pods, and somebody else finds them. So that's basically the movie. I skipped tons of stuff. Yeah. But... It's it's a it's a
1: pretty good movie. I enjoyed it. was my first time seeing it.
0: Yeah, there's a lot about the making of this movie that is is interesting. Yeah, um, like there was some like definite uh, studio intervention. Yes. that made it possibly worse. We don't know. There, like Paul Paul Anderson has made a few movies, and some of them are not great, and some of them are pretty good. Um, Paul W. S. Anderson. Um. And, uh, what else did he do? I will tell you.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: Um, he did. Let's start closer to the beginning. Uh, he did. He wrote the Resident Evil movie. He did the okay. screenplay for Alien vs. Predator. He wrote Resident Evil: Apocalypse and Extinction, uh, Death Race. Ooh, okay. Uh, Resident Evil: Afterlife. He wrote like all that shit. Uh he has directed start towards the beginning here. He directed Mortal Kombat. The first one? The yeah, the 1995 one. Oh wow, okay. Then Event Horizon. Then he he did uh Soldier uh with uh, uh Kurt Russell? Okay, I think. Uh Resident Evil vs Predator. Uh, Death Race, Resident Evil Afterlife, uh, Some Three Musketeers from 2011, I don't know which one that is, Uh, Resident Evil Retribution, he did Pompeii, Resident Evil Final Chapter, uh, some TV stuff, Uh, he's working on something called Into the Lost Lands right now. They made a Mimic TV series? Did they? I don't know if it's about, this. I mean, considering his pedigree, I would assume it's about the like nineteen ninety something movie, the horror movie. Yeah, about the genetic. That's the genetic, genetically modified cockroaches, right? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, he's made some interesting movies. Some, some okay. Some of them good because they're bad. Some of them just terrible, just bad. Yeah, yeah. So, this is probably actually
1: his best movie. I really like I said, I've not seen this before, and I wasn't sure what to expect. I knew it was Mm -hmm. like a space horror movie, but yeah, I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I think it's a good movie. It's uh, I think uh, at the time they did a really good job of of, with the special effects, uh, yeah, because there's not a lot of shitty CG in this. Uh, there's it a, looks pretty good. It looks pretty good for the most part. Some of the zero gravity stuff is like, eh. They could have left all that stuff floating around out and this would have looked better. But yeah. whatever. It's fine. They did what they did. Um, I think the acting for the most part is pretty decent.
1: Uh, I mean, Sam Neill's in it. So. Sam Neill.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Love Sam uh, Neill. Lawrence Fishburne. Awesome. I really like the guy that plays uh DJ. Yeah, uh, Jason Isaacs, I think that yeah, Jason Isaacs, he's he's awesome. Also the guy that plays Smith, uh Sean pertwee he's great. Uh the lady that plays uh uh Stark, uh Jolie Richardson, she's always really good. So is Kathleen Quinlan. Uh Richard T. Jones is usually more of a comedy character, which he was in this too. He was Cooper. Uh, the only one I really didn't give a shit about was Jack Noseworthy, and he's barely in it. He yeah, he's Justin. A, yeah. Yeah. I think he was probably the worst actor, and he's only in it for, you know, 10 minutes. Right. Most of the time, he's... Either, Comatose. Yeah, he, uh, he's he's catatonic or dead, so... So I think most of the acting was really good. The story, the idea of this is awesome. Yes. It's a fantastic idea. So Space Hellraiser. Yeah, so basically like what happens is the ship goes to hell. Right? Or like if you're if you're a uh, uh Warhammer guy, it goes to the warp. It went through the warp for <laughs> it went, sure. It went through the warp and came back and it was it was a chaos ship for sure. Oh god.
1: <laughs> Sanity is for the weak.
0: Yeah. Uh Blood for the Blood God. Um Skull for the Skull Throne. Yep. So um it basically came back possessed and wanted to bring more souls back with it. Right. Uh when it went over, like the crew killed each other. Just massacred each other. There's blood and pieces of people everywhere. There's a really gnarly scene. Where they like
1: show all of it,
0: yeah. So that's one of the things where where the studio meddling came in. They shot a ton of stuff for that, yeah, and that that was a much longer thing, and they cut a bunch of it. I think it was also going to get an NC seventeen for some of it, yeah. Um, so they they there was a lot of stuff that got changed about this movie that I think it would have made it. Uh, it's a it's a it's a cult classic, but I think it would have been a true classic if it had been what it should have been what they
1: wanted to do yeah because there's like a brief scene of like the crew
0: eating each other and like, like fucking each other to death and like putting their arms down each other's throats and like yeah just general like stuff that people will not survive that other people like, even, like, murderers would not do to another person, because it's just, like, kind of, like, that's fucked up, and depraved, and, like, why, oh, that person's dying, too. What the fuck?
1: Yeah. It's super fucked. Yeah. This whole concept of it, because, like, like you said, it's very Hellraiser-y. Hellraiser's similar. Yeah. It's, like, pleasure demons, basically. Yeah.
0: Well, have you ever seen, like, those paintings, like, the old paintings of hell? Yes. Where, like, yeah. all kinds of just weird, terrible things are happening to people? Weird
1: torture yeah. and stuff. But yeah. That's
0: basically what it was, but the crew was doing it to each other. Yeah. Yeah. And it was videoed and put into a movie. <laughs> it's
1: nuts. <laughs> uh, it's nuts. It's gnarly. It's, it is gnarly
0: as fuck. And, like, I think a lot of the scares are really good. Yeah. Like, because there's not really any, like, jump scares, I don't think.
1: Not really, no.
0: There's, like, a couple of, like, half-assed ones, but I don't think they were meant, intended to be, like, you're intended to see the other person, like, freaking out. Right. Not not to, like, get jump-scared yourself. Yeah. And I think that, that the movie does a really good job of that, just, like, really quickly bringing in, like, this impending doom feel to, like, a lot of scenes, like uh the scene with with miller when he first like has his first hallucination when he starts hearing that guy calling out to him yeah and he's just like in that he's in like a crossroads of hallways and he's just like he hears it over to the left and he looks over and then it's behind him and he turns around and then it's to his right and then he turns and like he just like the voice is coming from all directions and he's just like oh god what the fuck and he's like freaking out and then he like puts his hand on the, on the ship and like to steady himself and he puts his head against the, the, like the bulkhead. And he's like, it's just in your head. It's fine. It's just in your head. And then it, it like flashes into his mind. He gets like an even worse hallucination from yeah. touching his head to the ship. Cause the ship is like, alive. What the fuck? And then he gets the fuck out of there. And it's uh, like that kind of scene was really good. All the stuff that happened in the med bay was really good yeah yeah like the med bay was a horrible place apparently oh god yeah uh like i don't know it's just like the it was this was directed really well like and shot really well Agreed. very artistically like all the scenes like the the framing of everything was very interesting the ship looked cool as fuck from the inside
1: yeah it was a cool look at like as a cool set for sure
0: and like I, th- I think everything just like came together really well, like because like the acting worked, it was good acting, but it also worked in the setting and like with the story and like the, um, the set worked with what it was doing. It wasn't like because like a lot of a lot of sci-fi movies have like the super clean white-walled chips and stuff. Yeah, this was. Almost more, like, alien. Uh, it was, like, very gothic and, like, kind of biomech and weird was, and stuff. Yeah, it was, like, Geiger esque. Yeah, it was Geigerish. Um And, but, like, still looked like humans made it. Yeah. It didn't look like an alien ship. But it was, like, not a comforting ship or, like, a psychologically clean ship. Right, yeah. It looked... Scary to begin with.
1: Yeah, I would not you go know, in that
0: ship. Yeah, no shit. And no ship. No ship. No.
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm telling that, that, that bad ship. No, like, um, <laughs> no ship.
0: That's all they had to do. Tell her no.
1: Um, <laughs> ship, be like, oh, oh, all right, right. But I wanted to play. <laughs> I'll go back to hell. Yeah. Uh, but
0: I don't know. The, the, there's something about this movie where like everything just worked. Yeah. you know and like i i i know i said like it could have been a better movie but i mean it would have been it would have been a amazing movie if Agreed. they had, if they had done
1: what i think they had in mind cuz i wanted more yeah i wanted more and it, i think we would have got that original cut which i'll talk about more here in a yes. little bit cuz it's also only 96 minutes yeah so like If
0: this had been two hours and like we had held on to some of that impending doom, the dread that they had built up instead of like building it up really shortly and then paying it off, building it up really shortly and paying it off and so on, like continuing to do that over and over again. Kept building throughout. And there's like, there's a scene where DJ kind of over explains what happens and like what's going on to Miller and like... There's a little bit of that going on where like, hey, guys, like, I don't think people are really going to get it. What's going on here? Can we add in an explainer? And they're like, yeah, whatever. So they did it. And like, I don't think it was necessary. I think you had an idea of what the fuck was going on. And then eventually Weir tells you. Yeah. Like, you know, so I don't think you needed to know until Weir told you. Yeah. Because he's like,
1: it's hell, bitch. Yeah, basically.
0: Uh those aren't exact words but yeah he's basically <laughs>
1: Welcome to hell bitch. Yeah, uh, it's Tentacle Season bitch. It's Tentacle Season bitch. But yeah so
0: like I don't know it, it could have been amazing. Agreed. Cause like, it's still good. Uh, it's still really good. I don't I don't I'm not saying the movie's bad by any means but like if if some different decisions with like the cut and like maybe cutting a scene that was in there that didn't need to be in there, um or part of a scene, because, like that also is also where Miller explains the the guy that he's seeing in his yeah, hallucinations. Yeah. So like you need that because like it doesn't explain it anywhere else, or if there was like some way to explain it more
1: organically. Other than him be like, Hey, this, hey, is what this thing. Yeah. I didn't tell anyone but you. Yeah. But the ship knows. The ship, he knows. Yeah. I don't know why he talks like this now, but he knows. Yeah. Uh, but
0: I think, I think this would have been like one of like, you know, in the top 25 horror movies if, if they had done that, right? Up there with the thing, I would say. Yeah. It's just a beautiful movie.
1: Yeah. Right? It's it's really good. Yeah.
0: Like one of some of my favorite stuff, my favorite like my favorite shot and framed scenes are in this movie. Cause like, it's just so well done. Like when we're in, uh, the tunnel thing, like crawling around, trying to find that fuse. Yeah. And he's inside, uh, like the outer shell of the core room and like all the panels are green and he's like, you know, crawling through there, trying, you know, going through to try and find where this electrical problem is and, uh, like, he starts hallucinating. And there's the way the f- it's framed, the way uh, Sam Neill acts, and, like, the sound, and everything just works perfectly. And, like, those kind of scenes aren't usually, you know, like, the- people don't frame stuff perfectly all the time. Right. And it doesn't look artistic. It just looks like you're watching a thing happen. Yeah. Like this looked like art. Agreed. Yeah. There's several parts that look like art as opposed to a movie. Like just a Like a set. Just yeah. a set, you know? And it's like, fuck, this is almost fucking chef's kiss.
1: Yep. Almost chef's kiss. Almost chef's kiss. Is pretty much sums up this movie really well. <laughs> <laughs> almost chef's almost kiss. Almost chef's kiss. Name um, of the episode.
0: Yep. <laughs> no, we, I mean, we, we name these episodes by the name of the movie. Oh, yeah. What else you got to talk about the movie? I've been droning on
1: and on. I, I've i been agreeing with all your <laughs> droning. Uh, yeah, being someone that has not seen it before, and like, because I, like I mentioned earlier, Shane, was. I don't know, there's no camera. I don't know why I looked that... Um, like I mentioned earlier, Shane... Put on our group chat he's like oh it's uh what did you say it was like hellraiser plus space hellraiser, plus house on haunted plus hill house on haunted hill yeah and like first part of it i'm like okay i get the space part because they're in space yeah got that not so much getting the hellraiser vibe yet yeah and then so i'm like okay all right especially towards the end where sam neil is like he's basically full-on cinebite yeah end. he's basically a Cenobite, yeah He's talking about, like, a world of chaos and stuff. That's yeah. very similar to Hellraiser, but Hellraiser's more sexy. Yeah, yeah. Sexy torture.
0: Well, I think if they had left more of the, the crew log in, yeah, you would have seen more of that.
1: You would have got more of the, <laughs> the sexy
0: ooh. torture, because I think that was part of why it was, because, like, they're all naked. Yeah. They're all naked in that shot. You just don't see anything. Uh, and it's super chaotic and, like, fast cut and stuff. So, like, you don't see a lot. You just see, like, gore and, like, people being stretched in odd ways and doing stuff to each other. Yeah. But, like, if you pay attention, I, I'm pretty sure there's some, like, there's some doggy style going on in one of those shots. And, like, you will you could see some of what they wanted to cut. Um, but I think that being, like, torture and sex together in, like, showing it, yeah I think is why they wanted to give it NC-17. a little too much, yeah, a too much,
1: but like Hellraiser did it pretty well, yeah, because Hellraiser's all like you know sex to demons, yeah, they talk about the sex and show the torture, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah Speaking of Hellraiser, the new one's out, and I heard it's really good, and I have not yet to check it out. Is it a TV show or a movie? It's a movie, okay, it's on Hulu, okay, apparently I it was on Hulu, but I didn't know people were get I saw a TikTok about it cuz I'm a TikTok boy. Okay. There was ladies... like people are upset that the new Cenobite, the basically the new penhead yeah. is played by a trans woman. And, like they're upset because they're because of their their <sighs> sexy demon movie written by a gay man. Yeah. Is too gay. Yeah, <laughs> like, Clive like, Barker was gay, guys. Uh he's still alive, isn't he? I thought he died. Maybe, I don't know. He
0: had like he had a, a crazy disease, I thought.
1: Yeah, I think... I'm going to look it up while you're... Yeah. But yeah, that's dumb. Yeah. People I, are I, dumb. I've heard it's really good. I like really like the first two Hellraisers and the fourth Hellraiser. Yeah. The first
0: two are basically one movie, though. Yeah. The second one I like it's better. It's literally like the end of the first movie... Is the beginning of the second movie. Yes. It's, yeah. it's one of those sequels where it just like, it's streamlined. Just watch them both together.
1: They're, they're really good.
0: I like those. We have such sights to show you. Yeah.
1: I can't believe you missed that. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know why. Yeah. He is still alive. Oh, he is still alive? He is 70 years old. I thought he had a crazy disease.
0: I thought he had something that was like killing him. Fuck. I'm sorry, uh, Clive. Uh... Not that I know. Sorry, Clive. I thought you were dead,
1: bud. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, Clive Barker? Yeah. You write some crazy shit, bro. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do, bro. I love it. Keep writing it. Um, yeah, because I know, like, the new... Because I, I had thought that uh, the new Hellraiser had Doug Bradley, which yeah. is Pinhead, but it, but he is very... Apparently, he is too old for the makeup. I saw something where he's just oh, too... Really? He couldn't, yeah, he's just way too old for the... Yeah, to go through that again. Yeah, Which I don't blame him. That's a lot of yeah, mega. Fuck that. But yeah, this movie. <laughs> this movie, Hellraiser <laughs> in space. Yeah, which is the fourth Hellraiser movie. Is it really fourth or the fifth? Oh god, there's one that's like a s- space themed, yeah. I think Jason X. Jason X rules.
0: <sighs> it's bad. It's it's so bad. It's good. Jason X rules, man. It's so bad. It's good.
1: It's so good that it's good. No, let me have this chance. My season, okay. <laughs> uh, it's no. real good, buddy. Oh, thanks. You don't have to do that. <laughs> okay, I won't. Uh, it sucks, but I enjoy it because no, it's we'll like it. camp. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, but yes, this movie. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> we kind of nailed it. It's good. You want to? You want to hit the
0: trivia corner? I'm down. If yeah, you yeah, let's are. hit the trivia corner. We don't have. We don't have uh Russell here. He does have thoughts, which I'll share later. I have thoughts too. Well, he has like a like a short review. Ah, a very like one sentence short
1: review. <laughs> Is that sentence too spooky?
0: Probably. No thanks. He
1: probably he probably hid. <laughs> no too he, like spooky. He, he picked up his cat and hid behind his cat. <laughs> during the movie. And his cat got scared, ran yeah. away, and then probably clawed his face. Uh, but yeah, if we want to go to Dave's Trivia Corner. <laughs>
0: Dave's Trivia
1: Corner! Welcome to Dave's Trivia Corner, where the point of this corner is for you to say...
0: Ooh, neat. Okay, thank ooh, you. Neat. I'll say it. There's I'll like a guy it. that yeah, he he's that does it.
1: All right. Got some hot trivia for all you, right, Shane. All right, let's do it. And the listeners. I'll, I'll listen. Wait. I'll say ooh, neat. Please. Only when you find it's neat. Don't patronize No, me. I'm not going to patronize Don't you. Patreon me.
0: Ooh, neat. Please, Don't. God, Patreon
1: us. But, but yeah, Patreon us. Uh, Paul W.S. Anderson's initial cut of the film ran 130 minutes. Whoa! And was so violent that both test audience and the studio balked at the finished product. Paramount ordered the, him to cut the film by 30 minutes and tone down some of the violence. Anderson said he didn't have enough time for a proper re-edit and believes he cut out 10 minutes too much. Although it was announced in 2012 that producer Lloyd Levin had found a VHS tape that might contain a full version of the film. Anderson revealed in 2017 that neither he nor Levin had seen it yet, as they had both been too busy to be in the same country with a VHS player. Oh my God! They come to my house. Um, yeah. Although he believes that the condition of the copy will be too poor to use, Anderson has stated that he is still excited to see what's on it. Ugh! I want to see it. I would watch that tape. Yeah. Um. You can just give the tape to me, and I'll watch it. Email yeah. me the tape. <laughs> All right. Uh, more trivia. At around five minutes, the rotational shots of the space station over Earth took nearly a third of the film's visual effects budget. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Uh, The script originally described as described the Gateway Machine as a smooth and featureless black orb, 10 meters in diameter, suspended in mid-air between large rotating mechanical arms. It was also said to contain a stable black hole Within it at all times, which the ship uses as a power source, as opposed to briefly creating a temporary one. Paul W. S. Anderson decided to redesign it to involve interlocking circles as a homage to the puzzle box in Hellraiser. Yes, which served as an inspiration. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> Weird, huh? Yeah. Who neat?
0: Oh, I got one. Who neat for the the tape part too? That one. Well, like it you... sucks. But it's neat that it's like there's just like this phantom, like this weird like horror holy grail tape floating around out there that has like the real version of this movie that somebody could watch. Yeah. That's like the thing where you go to like a horror convention and somebody's like "Uh, fucking Dave over there at his table. He's been here for 20 years and he always tells people about him. He's seen the real version of Event Horizon. If you go back to his house, maybe he'll show it to you. You know.
1: Um, If I had it, I would show and, it.
0: Yeah, and then you're a serial killer, and that's how you draw people from the horror con. Oh, we just wrote a movie. You just a movie? I yeah, just yeah. wrote a movie. Son of a bitch!
1: <laughs> don't steal. Open on a horror convention. <laughs> <laughs> midnight on a horror. Why? Why it's on at midnight? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, The visions from hell and the ship's video log were inspired by works from 16th century Renaissance painters, Hieronymus Bosch and Peter Bruegel. Yes. Which you just talked about. Yes. Which director Paul uh, W.S. Anderson saw while he was touring art galleries with his production designer. Anderson was fascinated by these paintings, as the makers clearly believed in the reality of hell as a complete antithesis of heaven, and the images were created were terrifying and beautiful at the same time. I wonder if I oh, right, that yeah that was super neat. Um,
0: so I wonder if I worried anyone by how much I was interested in Hieronymus Bosch paintings when I was a child.
1: Probably. <laughs> Uh, Anderson said that these screens were filmed at the end of the production with a smaller unit, so studio executives probably never bothered to screen them beforehand, thinking they were just insert shots. He stated that when the executives saw a screening of the rough cut, they were very shocked, and some even fainted. Fuck. Fuck. This was the studio that made Star Trek, so I think they kind of thought it was like Star Trek again with a bit more violence or something. I don't think they were really expecting what they got. God damn it! I want to see that cut. Oh man, me too. We would get killed by that serial killer at the horror convention. Yes, we would. Hey man, I got the unedited cut at Ben Horizon. Bucket, Bucket, let's go, let's dude. go, man. Hell yeah! Only if he kills me after we watch it, then I'm. Yeah, fine. yeah. I mean,
0: if you actually have the tape. Then, yeah. Email us, draftyq at gmail.com. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Seriously. Yeah. We, we might risk giving you an address. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I got a and everything. Yeah. Uh, the spacesuits worn by the actors weighed 65 pounds each. Lawrence Fishburne, nicknamed his Doris, Uh, Due to the weight standing upright in them for longer periods could lead to back injury, but sitting down was not possible either due to the backpack. Special hanging poles were constructed on the set so the actors could rest on them between takes. Jesus. Just like it was the pole. Oh my God. Oh my my God. That's kind of neat. Thanks. Although the film met. With mostly negative reviews and a disappointing box office result at the time of its release, it amassed a considerable cult following over the years. Dave and Shane. Yeah. Uh, Director Paul W.S. Anderson said that the movie's cult status was predicted to him years before by Kurt Russell. Anderson screened Event Horizon before they started work on Soldier 1998. Yes. And Russell said... Um forget about what this movie's doing now. In fifteen years time, this is going to be the movie you're glad you made.
0: He's a smart guy.
1: Yeah. I love Kurt Russell. I've got a couple more for you. Okay. That Um, one was neat. That one was neat. Some spacesuits have flags showing hypothetical future political changes yes. on Earth. Characters portrayed by British actors wore a European Union flag with 22 stars, replacing the Union Jack. Uh, the Union predates the UK's 2016 vote to leave the European, European Union. Yeah. Uh, Sam Neill's character wears a modified Australian flag with the Union Jack removed from the top left corner and the uh, Aboriginal flag in its place. Yes i think there's actually like a movement to do that really yeah now yeah that's kind of cool
0: they like a year or two ago i saw a thing where it was like talking about how that flag could be prophetic of the actual flag that they're going to change to if it if it passed but it
1: was a while ago i don't think it happened that's kind of cool though yeah got two more okay that was neat shane um Thanks. Yeah, welcome to your your segment. (laughs) Uh, Philip Eisner wrote the movie after a family tragedy. He had recently entered a multi-picture writing agreement, and in an effort to force himself to get back to work, he pitched the idea of the shining in space to the studio, which was very receptive. Unfortunately, he had no detailed treatment yet, and the subject matter blended with his emotional state to inspire a prolonged bout of writer's block. The studio executive who originally brought him on board, now a personal friend, helped keep Eisner on track and the eventual first draft, which was enthusiastically received. Nice. Um Paul W S Anderson's initial rough cut submitted to the MPAA received the Kiss of Death N C seventeen rating. Yeah. I Kiss mean, of Death is kinda cool, sounding that. Yeah. I
0: mean they put that Marilyn Monroe movie out on Netflix with the N C seventeen rating. Did they? Yeah.
1: I didn't know there's an I didn't know there's an N C seventeen rating. Marilyn Monroe movie.
0: Yeah. Hmm. With uh uh fuck, what's her name? Marilyn Monroe. No, uh playing Marilyn. Uh hold on. Can't remember her name. It's gonna piss me off when I read it. Anodarmus honor to armis
1: okay all right yeah what the fuck is that movie called Marilyn. blonde blonde yes i didn't know there was an i don't think i've ever seen an nc-17 movie
0: i don't think so either i don't think i have but yeah 2022 nc-17 two hours and 47 minutes
1: that's so long
0: yeah why is it nc-17 shows your boobies. Uh, I'm not sure why it's NC-17. Let's see. Um, is it because of boobies? Is that, is that it? Seriously, hit? I don't know. Rated NC-17 for some sexual content. That's
1: it. Just
0: sexual content.
1: I mean, it's really sexy sexual content. I don't know. No Well, anyways, <laughs> you can find out on Netflix. <laughs> yep. Uh, anyways, this has been Dave's Trivia Corner. Dave's Trivia Corner. Blood. That's neat. <laughs> what was that? Oh fuck! Is that a bat? Get a bat? the fuck out of here.
0: We can't. We can't hit it with a broom because sometimes they're endangered and that's a felony. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Brooms are endangered.
0: Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's go ahead and rate this movie. I'd rate it. Uh I'm going to give Russell's rating first. Internet Russell? Uh I mean our normal co-host Russell.
1: Oh, but he's on the internet now.
0: Yeah, he's on he's on the internet. He's actually in my text messages. Uh he says, this is this is verbatim. 9 out of 10, great movie, great pacing. Evil Sam Neill was great and mildly cheesy. That's it. Right on. Yeah. Hell yeah, Internet Russell. Yeah. I mean, I agree with most of that, except for the 9 out of 10. I think this could have been a 9 or a nine and a half, depending on what the original cut ended up being. Like, I think it could have been fucking amazing. Could have also been bad. I don't know. It's true. We don't know. We don't know.
1: We could find that cut from that guy's basement and be like, this kind of sucked.
0: Yeah, I can't believe I let this guy kill me for this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this uh, an 8 out of 10. I think it's a, still a really good movie. Um, It's just like It's so good In some aspects That it makes me sad That it's not the Better <laughs> Like it's just it, it, Some of the scenes are beautiful And well shot And amazingly acted And then it's just like And then some scenes I'm like Why is this in the movie You know So I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten because some of it is so fucking good, and some of it's like, huh. But a very small portion of it is huh, and then I have like this inkling that a large portion of what was cut would have made it. Oh my god, this is so amazing.
1: Yeah, I agreed. <laughs> yeah, so eight out of ten, Dave. Um, I think I'm gonna give it an eight and a half. Okay, out of ten. Uh like I said, first time watching it. Uh really, really dug it, didn't know what to expect. I knew it was yeah. sp- spooky space. Um I wanted more though. Right. If we get that cut, that cut is amazing, like you said. Chef's mm, shifts kiss. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I wanted more. I wanted more and I want it now. So eight and a half. Okay. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for this episode. Of DQP Does It was a fun episode Yeah it was good I like the spooky season Yeah I do too Uh,
0: We watched Event Horizon So next week We are going to talk about Two Short movies Uh, We're gonna talk about The Call of Cthulhu Which came out in 2005 And it's 47 minutes Uh, The other one I think Believe made by the same people uh, Is called The Whisperer in darkness came out in 2011 and it is oh shit that one's an hour and 43 minutes whoops
1: is that the right one then
0: yeah no it is um is that the same people i don't know yes andrew Lehman and sean branny yes same people we're gonna do both those
1: okay um that sounds
0: fun they're black and white movies from the mid two thousands and early 2010s. Yeah. So that should be interesting, but they're directly, they're like direct adaptations of, uh, Lovecraft stuff. Yeah. Which is, if you didn't understand, that's what we're doing this year for Halloween.
1: I like Lovecraft. Yeah. Stories, stories, (laughs) not the person, not the person.
0: Uh, so anyway, that's what we're doing next week. We're doing, uh, we're doing called Cthulhu and uh, the whisperer in darkness. So thanks for listening this week. You can find us on all the social media, uh, searching draft quarters productions. Oh, you can also find us on Patreon. Please subscribe to our $1 Patreon tier so that we can continue to make, uh, podcasts and we can start to make more podcasts and we can replace some equipment. um, and we would really appreciate that we appreciate you guys listening Uh, please give us five star reviews comment share so on and so forth Uh, once again thank you for listening to this episode that's gonna do it for DQP does have a wonderful day
1: bye bye love you
0: well calm down
1: no I won't
0: where we're going we don't need eyes to see